Hello friend, I am Maria and welcome to the Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. This show is about spirituality, consciousness, and the inner workings of the universe at large. My partner Sergey uses hypnosis to bring me into a deep theta state where I get a chance to connect with my higher self. He then interviews me to uncover a wealth of knowledge about higher realms, celestial beings, and various energetic practices. Enjoy! I've heard that people can be represented as elements like water, earth, fire, or air, or maybe even combinations of these elements. What does it mean? Um, sure. Um, so over time, as your soul incarnates into the myriad of different worlds, um, different dimensions, as you keep building out your personal evolutionary journey as a soul, you tend to accumulate certain skills, shall we say, um, which could be construed as vibrations or energy because everything is energy. Um, you tend to perfect certain things. So the, the way souls paint a picture of their incarnations is by concentrating on perfecting certain skills or skill sets. And then once a particular skill set is perfected, then they tend to move on to the next one. Um, high, it is highly um, unlikely that a soul would leave a bunch of skill sets unperfected. So say that you're working on courage, for instance, right? And, and from the standpoint of a soul, courage is a skill set. You would probably plan a number of incarnations. And by a number, I don't mean like, two <laughs> it could be thousands of different incarnations throughout different time and space realities many different dimensions that are available to you many different planetary systems uh, galaxies etc all with the hope of understanding courage right so you would probably start with understanding what the lack of courage feels like and then gradually over time you would move on to experiences that either provoke you to be courageous or demand you to be courageous. And, you know, so eventually you would move and, and do this full arc, the full hero arc, if you will, moving from the lack of courage to the presence of courage, right? Um, hardly ever would you give up until you kind of reach your destination. So what this does, this type of clusterization of energy, it um, makes souls really good at some things and frankly, really poor at other things. Because those other things, they haven't yet taken on as a challenge for themselves. So from the soul slash spirit perspective, uh, your energy would naturally accumulate within certain skill sets uh, or within certain energy frequencies, if you will, right? Which in essence makes up your personal blueprint, the blueprint of who you are at soul level. Generally speaking, because all of creation can be divided in some in certain primal energies, right? Um, in this case, the classification that you're requesting is the classification between the four elements, right? Which is one of the basic classifications. It's not terribly sophisticated, but it is exceptionally straightforward. So I, I do like that classification quite a lot. Um, 
So basically, at soul level, you would represent um, one or, you know, two elements generally. Uh, you won't be like fully, you can't fully equally represent all four elements until you rejoin source energy, right? Because you are still on your journey of development. You know, obviously, depending on your soul evolution, you may have one or two types of energies figured out or you might you might have them figured out better than others right so generally speaking at your soul level you are either predominantly one element or two elements thanks to the types of experiences that you have lived in the past and thanks to the types of skill sets if you will uh, or streaks um, of mm, abilities that you chose to hone in on and chose to master um, as you come into this particular incarnation, this 3D earthly world, right? So let's take this a step down. Um, you choose to carry through a particular share or percentage of the energy of your higher self, or rather, shall I say, your higher self chooses to project a portion of itself into this time-space reality for you to have your next experience. As a byproduct of that, you know, you are getting uh, a particular split of energy from your higher self, which would tend to represent one or more elements that you have mastered at soul level, right? So as above, so below. So you're just a byproduct of this larger energetic entity, which we are, we can refer to as your higher self, right? Thus your projection, right? Or this current incarnation could be perceived as you representing a particular kind of element mm -hmm. right and again all of that stems from the experiences that you've had in past lives it is the same thing as somebody you know say that um i don't know at soul level you're choosing to practice the skill of a dancer right so you would come to i don't know three thousand incarnations practicing being a good dancer and then you as a dancer becomes part of your larger identity part of who you are at soul level right and then you can just choose to project forth once you already have that energy down pat you can really invoke the energy of a dancer really really quickly regardless of who you choose to be in your next incarnation if that makes sense mm -hmm. right you may be a, a doctor but also at heart you're also a dancer you know, right. you may be a teacher, but in your heart, you're also a dancer because that is just like at the core of who you are, right? So uh, that being said, right, because everything in the universe from one perspective could be divided into the four simple elements, earth, fire, water, and air, then each of the incarnations that you're going to be living could, could and can constitute and, and does constitute one or more of this primal elements. Hmm. Interesting. So is it a kind of universal classification yeah. or it's something that people use on this planet? No, it's fairly universal. Mm -hmm. And uh, what would be maybe other kinds of classifications just to understand? Is it like, for example, mm -hmm. flame? Yes, absolutely. Right. So the energy of the color, um, yeah. you know, it, it, it's a very, very good one that you would understand. Um, there are frequencies of sound. You know, anytime that you can create a range you know, um, you could perceive that as um, a classification. 
Another type of classification is dimensional classification. So certain souls tend to incarnate in third dimensional worlds, and that just is what they enjoy. enjoy. Others in seventh dimension, yet others in, you know, tenth. So you could class classify the souls by, you know, what type of worlds um, they, they like living in, hmm. whether more physical or more etheric, if you will. Um, I've heard, for example, doshas. Is it the same? It's a, it, doshas is definitely not a universal classification. Uh-huh. Doshas is a very planetary uh, thought, school of thought, if you will. Mm. I, I, I find actually that it is fairly limiting. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, as, as the energies of this planet evolve, doshas becomes more and more irrelevant and, and less and less, you know, accurate. Uh, but on planet Earth, it, it, it still is, it's, it's okay as, as, a, as a classification for all intents and purposes. Um, then you could say that even like the major arcana um, of uh, the 22 energies of tarot could be a means of a universal classification. You mm. know, moving from the fool to the world. That is definitely one way to slice and dice reality. Yeah. Now, there are many. There's yeah. not just one. Mm-hmm. Got it. That's really cool. Okay. And um, so I'm curious to maybe before we go deeper into each uh, element to understand what would be the distribution of these elements on this planet. Yeah. Okay. I can look it up for us. Hold on. So um, very um, very often you would have actually on planet Earth, um, about 60% of people have more than one element. So they have two actually. You know, you can have three as well. It's possible. Um, very, very, very rarely would you have four. Um, it's not to say that your soul has mastered all four equally, but it managed to project itself into a body in a way that um, you represent all four elements. Right. So unfortunately, there are not a lot of pure elemented beings, so to say. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have a lot of the ones that are mixed. So basically, um, first things first, only 40 percent of humanity, give or take, would even be like a single element. Um, but if I were to try and because that, then then it becomes really complicated for me to tell you what the uh, distribution is. Um, there is a lot of fire on planet Earth. There is a lot of water and there is a lot of Earth. Um, so the least populous element is air. Air is about 10-11%. Somebody who has a predominant air element. Mm. Um, you have um, about 20% that are fire. Um, you have about 25% that are earth and the rest is water. Hmm. Hmm. Got it. Wow. Interesting. Okay. So we have very little air (laughs) comparing to other elements. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, uh, is there is there a way but that is also going to change so there are a lot more errors um air elements er- coming 
coming because of the age of Aquarius, which is the air age. Oh, does it mean that the kind of the previous one was like fiery, watery, earthy? Not no, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Uh, I mean, the previous one was water. Uh-huh. Uh but but um in 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 general um air elements like to practice in in more higher dimensional uh planets. And same goes for fire sometimes, although there is like high dimensional fire, low dimensional fire. There is like ample opportunities on this planet to play with fire energies. But air, not so much. Air would be worlds where like perfect manifestation is possible, where things are a lot faster, right? Oh. Where flying is possible for beings, you know, things like that. So um, the energies are too dense to practice air. Is it possible? Yes. Is it a little bit far and in between? Absolutely. Hmm. Got it. That makes yeah. sense. And uh, is there a way one can identify his or her element? Yes, yes, of course. Um, I mean, for that, you would need to... Well, first, I guess there there are many ways to do that. Um, You know, I could describe each element to you, and I think that you would be able to... Like, you would already inherently resonate with certain descriptions, and you would not resonate with others, right? Mm -hmm. So whatever resonates with you probably is a giveaway a dead giveaway that this is you know you you might be that element yeah right so if you recognize yourself uh that's one way Uh, obviously there are a few ways to check it out um through meditation as well um you could actually imagine um maybe we'll try two different ones if you don't mind right because depending on who you are it, it might be easier for you to see one versus the other mm-hmm. um okay imagine that you are standing rather you know don't imagine hold on um so y- you want to first settle into your body right and like start breathing and um close your eyes and allow yourself a couple of minutes of you know calm uh uninterrupted meditation time if you will right so you want to imagine that underneath your feet, the um, the ground is divided into four parts, right? So there's almost like a cross underneath your feet, right? And that cross divides the terrain into four parts, right? So one of the parts is fire, and you can even see this fiery terrain, almost like um, something is burning, right? Not in a bad way, but like imagine that that one quadrant is the element of fire underneath your feet. The second one is the element of water right next to it, almost like a little bit of like an ocean, you know. Um, the third one is the element of earth. So you can really just imagine soil or things growing or grass. All of that collectively is the element of earth. And the last one is the element of air. And you can Im- imagine that as like puffy clouds, if you will, right? Because it's hard to imagine air. So I think clouds and sky uh, would be like a good way to imagine it. So you want to really focus on, on like seeing how again that ground under your feet is split into four quadrants right then then you want to imagine that you are standing um first you want to focus on your left foot right um so you want to just place your foot into one of the quadrants right where it belongs don't look yet which quadrant your your foot falls into. So just place your foot 
right? And you're not looking. And so it's more, almost like you have your physical eyes closed, but you also have your etheric eyes closed in your head, right? And you plant your left foot into a quadrant. And then you want to plant uh, your right foot into, in, into a quadrant, right? But you don't want to look yet. Now, the one thing that I will tell you is it's possible that both of your feet actually ended up in the same quadrant. Or it's possible that one of your feet is in one quadrant and the, uh, the other foot is in another quadrant, if that makes sense, right? There is no, again, no right or wrong answer. It depends on your energy stream. Yeah. So now you're ready to open your eyes. So you open not your physical eyes, but you open your eyes in your mind's eye, right? And you want to see where you're standing with your two feet, right? So you want to like look below your, your feet, open your eyes, look below. And you tell me what you see, right? Or you, you can write it down later on, but basically you should be able to see exactly where you're planted, which two quadrants. So, you know, obviously, you know, if you're planted, if one of your feet is planted in, um, in the earthly element, that means that you're part earth if both of your feet are planted in the same in the same quadrant so th that is your prevailing element you don't have a second element right um this would cover probably 90 percent of the cases right there is about 10 percent of the cases where there are more than two energies and for that i guess you would need the two legs are not going to be enough but for all intents and purposes it would still tell you what your major energies are does that make sense yep okay mm -hmm. perfect um, if this didn't work or somehow you feel like you're not able to see uh, what, you know, what's inside your feet, there is another um, meditation that we can do really quickly. You can like just stay here and imagine that in both of your, um, like you uh, imagine that your arms are stretched into the, into the sides, right? And imagine that in, in both your right arm and your left arm, you have um, a glass uh, vial, right? Like almost like a lap tube, like a glass tube, right? And it's an empty tube in your right hand and an empty tube in your left hand. You want to, again, close your eyes and allow the energy that is you to fill both of the tubes, right? So the way it's going to feel, it's almost like there is a some energy that is um, almost like coming down from the sky, if that makes sense, or coming down from the top, from um, up, um, you know, from the higher dimensions, and there, it's filling both of the vials, both, both of the test tubes in both of your arms. And so you want to, like, let that process um, go for maybe, like, 30 seconds to a minute. And then when you're ready, you can look at the two energies that are in, in your um, in your hands at this point, right? And, um, you know, the it's, it's going to look like that element that just filled the tube, right? It could be fire inside of the glass tube. It could be water inside of the glass tube. It could be soil inside of the glass tube. Or it could actually, the tube could come across as empty or appear empty. And that's how you know it's filled with air, right? Mm -hmm. So you want to see what you're holding, right in which in which hand um and um very often it's actually interesting right because you know again your right 
represents your masculinity and your left represents your femininity. And in this particular instance, this is your soul energy. This is not your ancestral lineage. At soul level, you're also a dichotomy of two energies, right? Your soul practice practiced male incarnations and female incarnations, right? Your soul is androgynous in a way, right? So you're, whatever you're holding in your right arm in the same way as wherever your left foot stood before would represent your masculine side, like the masculine side of your higher self, right? Whatever you're holding in your left arm would represent the feminine side of your higher self, right? Mm -hmm. um, so basically that's how you know what, what, what are the energies that are floating in you. If, you know, you have the same energy in both um, in both hands, then that means that both your masculine side and, and your feminine side has practiced the same type of energy. Hmm. Nice. That's simple. Mm -hmm. Awesome. That's That's a really good start. And um, okay, so now I want to talk about uh, one element um, specifically. Um, Unless you would like like a quick overview, I don't know. Um, let's do a quick overview if you're like not going to go too deep no i can give you a quick overview so you just understand what the the, the quick difference is between the four elements yeah let's do this then. yeah yeah i don't, don't have mm -hmm. to go too deep all right so we can start with um air because that's what we started with before again it's a really rare element um Frankly, the energies of planet Earth are too slow for the element of air because air is not only is it, um, you know, high, it's the highest vibration. So it goes fairly, um, <laughs> um, I wanted to say deep at first, but like deep uh, implies that it goes down, but like it go, that, that's the depth that goes up, if that makes sense, into um, outer space. So um, airs are very quick. Uh, as humans, they're very fast. They're extremely impatient. Um, they tend to, um, sometimes they can be daydreamers as well, right? Um, errors also, um, the error element can be quite determined um, in, in like, um, in like care, cares about like goal setting and, and, and achieving, but they're, um, you know, they kind of want everything done yesterday. Um, Airs, on unlike the uh, opposite side, maybe not the, the not so positive side, they don't they they can um, they don't stick stick around if that makes sense. So they um, they're a little bit they can be flaky, um, and they may uh, find it hard to commit to something, right? So that energy of air, like they they refuse to be contained, right? And to really truly understand like what the element of air represents at a human level, you kind of have to feel into the element itself and understand what it represents at the universal level to understand how it translates into a human body. You know, a lot of airs tend to be skinny. A lot of airs tend to be cold. And that is where like the, the doshas actually get it, um, get it correct, right? As far as like the body type. Um, so those are your airs, your fire. Um, uh, fire is actually also interesting because there are like low dimensional fires, high dimensional fires and everything in between. So the fires span the gamut. So I would say fire is a fairly, um, 
not robust, but like it, it's a fairly diverse archetype uh, energetically. Um, your fires can be very passionate and emotional, but like not water type emotional. We'll we'll get to that later. But they're um, you know they are very courageous. They're very um, they have this inherent warrior spirit in them, which unfortunately draws all kinds of um, energies around like rivalry and competition, right? Because if you're in the warrior stance, the universe is going to give you something to fight. So those are like inborn uh, innate fighters. They tend to be good leaders, right? Uh, because very often, um, you know, if you're a fighter, that means that you're kind of like ahead of the curve and you're like willing to step up. You're willing to, um, in, 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 in some cases, be that first line of defense, right? Um, on the drops, uh, on the flip side, um, the fighters are quick to anger. Um, they can lose their cool and, and, and temperament. They also burn out very easily. So that's not an energy that's able to sustain itself. Um, it's an energy that um, requires a lot of recuperating, right? So they need their beauty sleep, so to say. They need um, recharge time and alone time. Um, otherwise, they can um, experience, um, you know, the absolute loss of energy lack of energy right so that's quick about the fire energies um is this good enough do you want me to go deeper yeah i think it's great okay uh, perfect yeah for a quick okay yeah. um waters your water um your waters are very emotional um but they also like they experience your the full range whereas like fire emotional is more like feisty a little bit and passion and like let's ignite and you know uh, they're a little bit like innovator and like rebel type of energies Water is, you know, it, it, it spans the gamut of it, it, they can be very sentimental, they can be very melancholic, they can be very moody, right? Um, they also feel very deeply. Um, so these are the types of people that can be extremely vulnerable, not necessarily at face value, but inside, right? They might have a tough exterior, but internally they feel everything deeply. Water also is, water people are exceptionally dependent on the collective because water energy is a very unified energy by itself. So they um, always, whether they would like this or not, they perceive themselves as part of a greater whole. And when a certain part of the whole is hurting, they would sometimes adopt that pain and adopt that feeling onto themselves, right? Um, so they tend to... Um, be compassionate and like you know, a lot of your empaths would go into the water energies um water at its healthy state you know is able to have a very calm smooth life and like a very cool calm collected energy but they don't always get what they want because they experience a hard time with like things like goal setting and they don't always have this motivation to do things so very often, like on the shadow side of water, it's kind of like the murky waters or the swampy waters, if you will. It's like the people that sometimes feel very stuck um, in life and they don't feel like they can move on and they don't feel like they have what it takes to change their circumstance, right? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, they're very sensitive and they're beautiful, creative souls because on the positive side, water is a very creative, like 
energy. They do represent the flow. So, um, you know, at its best, you know, water would represent very abundant individuals that are not just money abundant, but they're abundant uh, holistically, if you will. Very wholesome energy. Hmm. Um, the fourth one, last but not least, is earth. Um, the earth people are very grounded. They're very rooted in this reality. Um, they are very practical. They're very depend dependable, right? Very loyal. They're sturdy. They are um, there for you, right? Um, they tend to live in high integrity. They generally do what they said they were going to do above all else they prize uh praise and, and they they appreciate the um like work actually so they, they are like little worker bees right so they like the act of making things or doing things right they like being active they don't like being passive or just daydreaming they they like making something in the in the world right they like being with the elements um they like being in nature, right? Um, they um, actually, with them, um, they find it hard to be strategic. So earth, earth element folks are more tactical. So they're actually, it's very hard for them to see the bigger picture. So it's, it's somebody that can, you know, like knows how to like, put one foot in front of the other one foot in front of the other but they're not necessarily always able to find the shortcut so that's why earth elements actually tend to be very dependent on the human collective while the water element are just receptive to the collective the earth element are determined by the collective so very often they would just use the blueprint of like how it's done and they're just going to do things the way that are like the way that they've been done before right which just the fact something has been done a certain way doesn't always mean that that's how you should do it or that that's that it serves you so that is kind of like they can experience actually lives that are very full of activity but at the same time lives that are not terribly fulfilling unless they're able to look at themselves from like a vantage point and work with the energy of the mountain, actually, because mountain is also part earth energy. But that is something that enables you to do the like to look uh, to get a higher perspective. Whereas with a lot of earth elements, they're at the ground level. They're kind of like this worker that is in the fields and, you know, like um, planting the crops and collecting the crops. But they really have to force themselves to climb the mountain so they can see the bigger picture. Mm, that's so cool. Awesome, yeah, that that's a uh, very uh, good explanation. Now I'm going to end this session, and in the next sessions we are going to uh, talk about each element. Thank you so much for listening to Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a suggestion for a topic we should explore in the future, please email us at hello at conversationswithmyhigherself.co. If you resonate with our message, please consider leaving us a review or sharing this episode with your friends. The world is going to be better off for it. With much love, Maria and Sergey.